What is up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Splash Damage Brothers podcast. I am your host today. This is John, and with me, I have Andrew. What up? I have Nathan. Yo, yo, yo. And I have Thomas. Hello. And I was just turning off the Alexa. It, it would be bad audio. Yeah, if yeah, we were, yeah, we, yeah. It was yeah, playing no. some Christmas. Sorry, guys. We're in the middle of a Christmas party. We're laying down some audio for it, you. It's clearly December. Uh, we're in the mood. Uh, we just opened some gifts from each other. It was really nice. Thomas Beautiful gifts. ranked it. Yes, Thomas absolutely. Hit, Thomas was the winner. Yeah, for sure. Hey, was and I? Thomas did that thing that, like, I don't know. Thomas, Thomas got books written by video game journalists he for did, us, basically. In, in like... In like August or something, yeah. He like got them ordered from guys, Amazon yeah, yeah, six yeah. months ago. Full disclosure: Here he goes, being humble. Get ready I for it. These Are you ready? On Friday. Yeah, uh, I don't believe that. It's the thought that believe counts. it. Quite honestly, the logistics of that just doesn't line up. It doesn't. You can't get anything. So they had they had Saturday and <laughs> Monday. Thomas, I have, <laughs> yeah, to, Thomas, to, to, I have <laughs> connections. Thomas damn has the crazy pandemic. connections. All right. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, for December, our episode this month, we're going to be talking about games that stuck with us uh, as we and after we played them. But before we get into it, uh, as always, we have our friendly fire question. And this month, I wanted to know, what is one game you wish you could play again for the first time? Now, this can be for any reason. It can be because... I don't know. It can be literally for any reason. It can be your favorite game of all time. It might be a game that showed you a new kind of gameplay technique that you wish you could play again for the first time. Who knows? But is anybody... Does, who wants to go first? I'll go. Go. What do you got? I wish... So I had I had it... The real thing that I want to talk about comes later in the episode, <laughs> which is uh, like what resonated with you that okay. kept you thinking about games. Okay, okay, okay. For this friendly fire... Mm-hmm. I wish I could play okay. The Secret of Mana again for the mm. first time. Wild choice, but I Secret love it. Secret of Mana, Talk yeah. Yes, yes. Why do you want to play that again for the first time? The reason I want to play it again for the first time, I'm going through, I'm thinking about like, it was just so fun. And it's hard for me to like give you a good articulate sure. answer. And I know that I'm on a podcast and I'm supposed to be able to like articulate no, this that's well. that's the whole point but of this But it episode. was just like so... Playing Secret of Mana for the first time That's right. was so fun to see the way that it used... Um, it was kind of an RPG that had open-world combat, okay. and it was the first time I had ever like really done something like that. That's awesome. And then um, the music. The music was the just music. incredible. Oh, dude. The yeah. music, the music, the it music. It goes. And, um, you know, the last boss, when you have to, like... When you get the sword, the mana fortress. Yeah, yeah. Well, the like dragon you fight at the end, where the, the, the girl has to, the girl has to <laughs> cast the spell. <laughs> the girl has to cast the spell onto the sword and like bring the sword to life, and then you can hit the thing like one or two times, but then it wears off. But yes. then she has to do it again. Yeah, like it was just top to bottom a phenomenal experience. It sticks with yeah. you, and you know we'll talk more about this later in the epi- episode. But but music is one of the cheat codes. For a game Ooh, to stick with you, what like, a line! Great music is like it's embroider just, that on a pillow it's for so me. Stupid easy is like <laughs> if you make great music, you're like God. I can't stop thinking about this yep, game. The yep. first thing that comes to your mind is mm-hmm. probably the music. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Right. So right. what do you got? So Super Mario Brothers created the modern video game era. Wow. Um, 
God of War and other action games on the PlayStation 2 created the action game in, in the action combat era. Okay. Minecraft ushered in a new era, but Where are you PUBG going created... <laughs> you all live in the Battle Royale era. We, we all do? live in the Battle Royale era. And I oh, know... I'm reminded of it every day. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I know I hate most of the Battle Royale games, but if I could go back and play it for the first time... I hear you. I, I have never... I have never I have never held a controller. He's shaking, y'all. He's shaking right uh, my, now. My hand is shaking. He is shaking. I've never held a controller <laughs> for another game like this. Yeah. I've never watched a movie and gone like this. <laughs> yeah. I've never done anything and gone like this. But that was me for the first few months of playing PUBG. And um, that's a great answer. I'm I'm a I am endlessly amazed by like I was just thinking about this fight that uh, PJ and I had the other day where like. We Man, PJ. Hey, shout P- out to PJ. P- PJ's the unsung. You know what? I, and it sur- your friendship survived the fight. I yeah. know that. I know that much is true. Wait, what fight? You said a fight that you and PJ had. Oh, no, no, no. Against other. Uh, oh, you and PJ on the same team. We were on the same team. You and PJ on the same team. But the thing that I love, if I, if, let me just sum up what makes Battle Royale games good for you in a second, is uh, it puts you, it is so unique. Every battle and every moment is a new story because it's so unique. Very yeah. true. And, and yeah. I, remember, I remember one time the blue wall was closing in on me and PJ and all these guys were on one side of the road and we were on the other side of the road. And I just remember thinking like, man, this is like a story. Yeah. And, uh, and this is what PUBG does. It, it creates stories. And the thing that sucks is like all the people I used to play it with have moved on and they play Warzone and I hate Warzone. Right. Uh, so, so the PUBG era is over for me and I don't really have anybody to play with anymore other than yeah. PJ. But man, I wish I could go back and uh, play PUBG all over again. I do. I feel like for the, the little bit that I've played PUBG, I love it. It feels like the authentic Battle Royale experience, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because it, like, sure. it kind of looks rough. And yeah. it kind of plays a little rough, mm-hmm. but you're there because of what Battle Royale. But Andrew, is, yeah. Andrew's yeah. true. Andrew's right. Every time I played PUBG with you guys, mostly you walk away with a you walk away That's saying true. like, story. and yeah. then that happened, and then yeah. I can't yeah. believe when you did that, right? and then I did yeah. this, and then we did that, and then they did this, and then I did yeah. that, and then this happened, and it's like it's great. It feels like the newer games that do it kind of like miss the point yeah. of what makes them the great. Yeah, because you know, like because like, pretty or something almost right because like PUBG you can't just throw up a uh, a shelter wherever you are like yeah. in Fortnite and so Fortnite the map is kind of irrelevant because you can build anything you want wherever you want whereas PUBG it's yeah. like well, you no, have to a, use what you have yeah you have yeah. to use what you have there's a building yeah. here there's a tree here like there's a jeep here like how are you gonna create the story okay. so anyway I will say this PUBG is the only game I've ever played that has a smoke grenade that is actually useful. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. video game, <laughs> no so video true. game I've ever played, right. I've ever used or needed to use a smoke grenade. Yeah. And PUBG, it's mm-hmm. like legitimately useful. Right. To yeah. Andrew's point, I can't build a wall. I can't like put a wall in front That's of me. That's right. So, but I can drop a smoke grenade, and you know, and yeah. so it's like shout out to that game for making a smoke grenade worth worth a damn. Yeah. If I yeah. ever get a smoke grenade, I just immediately throw it in another game. It's just yeah. a waste of an item. I'm just yeah, I discard. Discard. Yeah. What do you got, big dog? Uh, well, T-bone. I, I was gonna. Uh, it's it was between a few, but I'm gonna go with Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, the reason, great answer. The Not Dark Souls. Shimmy shake. Not I no love Dark Souls. It. Well, Dark Souls is on there, but I talk about it so much. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to. Oh, just... you like Dark Souls? Oh, yeah, Dark Souls. Dark Souls. Oh, you like Dark Souls? Anyway, T-bone, um, tell me why. Okay, so Shadow of the Colossus is. Um, for the the listener that has never played it, it's a 
Oh, it's like a uh, open world. It's not. It's not even of, like an open world. It's more like it's pretty open world. Um, imagine well, but if not, you. It's not because of the sword. Imagine tells you where if to go. you took out if if you took like a small chunk of the Breath of the Wild world. Okay, and you could only climb vines. So do that, and you took out all the enemies except for sixteen bosses. Yeah, <laughs> and you just kind of like. You yeah, did yeah. a lot with I a see little. what you're saying. Yeah. It's, uh, it, and the, the crazy thing about it is it came out in, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it came out in 2005. Is that right? Uh, I can look it up, but it sounds right. That sounds yeah. spot on. Maybe so, earlier. I think it came I'm out in sure. 2004 or 2005. Good answer. I want to um, say. Good answer. Better answer than mine. I know, I know it came out my junior year of college. Okay. I'm going to, which... Was 2005 or 2006? 2005. Okay, yeah. Got so it. I- anyway, Shadow of the Clauses came out in 2005. It's it's a very like uh, empty game that is very weighty and emotional. Mm-hmm. And the enemies in it, there's only 16 of them. Yeah. But they're like the size of skyscrapers. Yeah. And you crawl yep. all over them. You crawl all over them, and dogs. Experiencing that in like. 2005 was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, if you haven't played the remake, go yeah. ahead and do that. Out of control. That's awesome too. Yeah. But the remake is what like 2005 version of me remembered up until he yeah. played 100%, the remake. Yeah. 100%. And I feel like maybe the control scheme is a little weird in that game, but I will stand by this statement. I think Shadow of the Colossus has like one of the greatest gameplay loops ever. It yeah. is there's a puzzle yeah. getting to the boss. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. you're traversing the landscape. Yep. It's like far away. It's epic as nuts. You're always going through a You've new got that desert sword, or you shine new the mountains. Light. It was. Mm. It was like mm. everything that was great that people loved about Ghost of Tsushima with a minimal HUD and using the wind to find mm-hmm. where your waypoint was. That Shadow of the Colossus did it 15 years ago. You throw up the sword. Yeah, the, the light from the sword and it is was tough. amazing. Sometimes yeah. you get there and you're like, well, I'm what here. do I do what now? Do I need to do. Yeah, it was landscape it was plant platforming and then you run right into another puzzle of trying to defeat a boss yeah which was like much more hands-on and it's it was amazing when you beat it it was super rewarding all the boss battles feel different even though they have the same kind yeah. of gameplay. Yeah. Mm. find the weak point mm. hit the weak point yeah but it was always so varied and how you got there and to get there and it's it's what such a, game. a it's such like a emotionally yeah, I was going to say game, the story the story it, behind it, it for it sure. Works, it works for like a an older teenager, a younger teenager. It works for like an adult. It's just like a really yeah. deep even a dumb game. even a dumbass teenager will, will yeah. get yeah. a dumb teenager. Well, even a dumb teenager. They don't get in their they don't get in their own way. They give you a really minimal look at the story, right? Like here's a guy, yeah. here's a girl, here's kind of like some what kind of feels like evil thing. Yeah. And you're just going out there and what you think you're doing is good because you're driven by the protagonist yep. to go save yeah, the girl, the princess, yeah. which yeah. you've always been taught to do. Yeah, but he's just a selfish bastard. He was, and I remember <laughs> with like 480p graphics or 480i, whatever. The first time I played on the PlayStation Two, it wasn't until late in the game after I killed like 13 colossi that I realized that my character was getting darker, and yeah. he was oh, like, yeah. and, like taking in the darkness. And I don't know when you can actually start to see that, but there was a point, yeah. like before I beat the game, I was like, oh, dude. Like, I can see the physical change in yeah. my dude, like, killing these things. And it's like, 
they did so many crazy good things in that game. Yeah. That's a hell of a game to play again it's for the first one. time. Yeah. How would the game tell good you job, how to beat Thomas. the bosses? Best answer again. Do what? How would the game tell you how to beat the bosses? The, the weak uh, points. You use your light to shine where the, yeah. the weak yeah. point and, is. And typically yeah. the weak points are like pretty obvious. Uh, okay. like, it's like on the head. It's like yeah. just on the part that's hard to get and to. And straight up yeah. real yeah. talk, if you like struggle really bad for like 15 minutes, like a literal text thing will be like, hey, Try oh yeah, that's running right. up his sword there's and a stabbing voice. him in the oh, yeah, eye. There's true. a voice yeah. that uh But that's a, only if you're like sucking. There's a that's voice that talks to the, there's a voice that talks to the protagonist that okay. it's, tell you it's, that. it's 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 a lot like the Naughty Dog un, Naughty Dog Uncharted thing where if you like struggle on a puzzle stuck, for yeah, 10 yeah. seconds it gives you a hint. <laughs> yeah. But it gives you like 15 minutes yeah. to actually yeah, try yeah, yeah. to play. Yeah. It's kind of like that boss we it's played in. It's very subtle. like, hey, we see that you're struggling. Thomas, right it's like yeah. that boss no we played deal. in, a, in a, your, your game that you, you just got. Dude, Fist of the North Star? Fist of the North Star. Okay. <laughs> Lost Paradise? Sorry, sorry. Who knows if that'll stick That's with Thomas? That's I, I should have <laughs> Is that going to stick with you? All right. All right. Uh, my, my, my pick for a game I wish I could play again for the first time is just a couple of reasons. First off, I picked Final Fantasy XI, and the only reason I picked Final Fantasy XI is... Wow. Shout out to that game, which is still doing up content updates. Unreal, dude. Final Fantasy XI. Through our podcast, I get... Uh, I get press releases from Square yeah. about the next content <laughs> rollout for Final Fantasy XI. Dude, okay, I don't understand this. Is that it, insane? Are it they is both MMO? Is Final Fantasy XI and fourteen an MMO? Yes, they were. They're just completely separate? I mean, they're not... I mean, they're 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 oats. Yeah, they're no, they're they're separate games. games. Yeah, they're separate yeah. games. We're yeah. totally the different. Fuck, dude. Final Fantasy Eleven. What if they made an MMO for every single Final Fantasy game they had? <laughs> I mean, FF Eleven was a. Yeah. Dude, Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV have gotten square through some tough times. Tough times. They mm. are making some money on those games. Mm. And I, I just, wonder if they're ever... Go- Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? <laughs> I wonder if they're ever going to just go into eleven and just be like, hey... They have to. Go, go into fourteen. Yeah. If you go into fourteen, we're gonna hook you up with all this stuff. If you go into fourteen, are, are they? Is it? Are they really similar? It's an interesting conversation because Final Fantasy Eleven is so old that they have to use the original framework still. Yeah, right, so it's like right. about moving servers and transferring so much data and all of this stuff mm. as. As time has progressed, it's gotten easier to do that because that game was made so long ago. It's not as big as obviously something like Final Fantasy XIV, but it's also very tough to keep something like that yeah. rocking and rolling. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I digress. The reason I picked Final Fantasy XI it was because of two main reasons, and the first reason one it was the first time I had ever got to mod a console. Well, so when Final Fantasy XI came out. You had to go and buy a 56k modem Ooh. to attach to your PlayStation 2, oh, and it was the times. bomb. That's you had to like times. buy a big box. It was the sweetest thing when you bought Final Fantasy 11. Mm-hmm. You clicked it in, and you just felt like Tony Stark before you even <laughs> know who Tony Stark was. And it was amazing. I see Thomas shaking his head, eating a cookie no, right now. SOCOM U.S. Navy SEALs. <laughs> SOCOM that game. Now SOCOM, but SOCOM. Did but did so com- no, 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 I, I specific- maybe it was Twisted Metal Black. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, yeah. Thomas, are you a secret multiplayer SOCOM gamer? No, back not. in the day. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, wait, I'm sorry. No, I, no, no, let's no. go back to FF11. No, 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 no. My point being is that it felt like I do remember specifically buying the modem, and I played a shit ton of SOCOM, Thomas, a ton <laughs> of it, and I don't feel like. I had to buy the modem. I think I already had it for Final Fantasy XI. I think it came out with Final Fantasy XI. No, no. I SOCOM was not 
on it. You are correct. Okay, sweet, great. Moving on. Final the- Fantasy XI is still, Rockin to this rolling. day, 13 bucks a month. And do <laughs> That's they- awesome. Well, 13 a month? <laughs> Did it's $12.95 a month. Final Fantasy XI has been... 11. It's been thirteen dollars since gas was like a dollar thirty a gallon. That's yes. how much money they've been making off of that. Uh, and the only and the other reason is because Final Fantasy XI was the first time that I played a multiplayer game mm. that could feel like a single player game, Ooh, and that was huge for me. That's good. And it that's goes back good. to what Andrew was talking about PUBG. Mm-hmm. Every time you play it, it's a new story. It really felt like when you're playing this online, <clears throat> just MMO that was only multiplayer. It really felt like your own experience, and that was wild to me. Dude, that's I didn't think so that good, was possible. That's what's so good about MMOs is they're fun to play with people, and they're sure. also fun to play alone. That's right. That's you right. Know? And I mean, you'll get to a point in MMOs where it's like right. kind of impossible to play without people. But and you that, can always still grind by yourself. You can always grind by yourself depending on the game, but like right. depending on what you want to do, if yeah. you want to start getting sweeter stuff, it's going to be... That's a that's a that's an MMO episode. But okay, so anyways, yeah. that is the friendly fire question for our chew on this episode. That was very friendly. Yeah, it was. You know, it's just you know, this episode is just kind of uh this is just a tribute to who we are now and where we're at in our our lives as gamers and uh how we've gotten here and I feel like we owe it to these games <clears throat> that we have played that have kind of like you know, gaming can go through. You can go through rough spots in gaming where you don't have certain games that come out or franchises that you love, and you might not be able to play all the time. I know I didn't get to play a ton of games this year, and when that happens, you really fall back on the trust and belief in these old games that you have, right? Like they they hold up what gaming can be to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So you will always yeah. believe in the medium. And I guess my first question is obviously. What are some games that stuck with you uh, after you played them? And I know we've all had this experience where we've all played a lot of games. And sometimes you'll play a game, most of the time, you'll play a game and, you know, you may think about it for a little while, but you'll forget about it. Like, you played it and it's great, but I feel like rarely we have these games that really stick with you and they give you something to chew on. Uh, and that can be for a lot of reasons. So I just want to like yep. maybe pick one or two games right now, or talk about some games that you guys have played in the past that have like kind of kind of done that, that have kind of like lasted oh, for you. Oh baby, who I, wants I, to go? Everybody, I'm, go, I'm, I'm going, going last. I do. I love everybody is like ready to go. I'll in here. go. You want to go? I chose four. You chose I'm, four games. I can. I'm, Dude, I'm just gonna rattle them off. All right, we got time. We got time. All right, go. I'm just rattling, rattle them off. Hit me. You got it. Go. The next one, I'll just say a blurb about each one. Okay. All right, we have Dark Souls. Okay, we do have Dark Souls. All right, we have Super Castlevania Four. Super Castlevania Four. Dude, I'm gonna want more we on have, that. Let him go. You're not jumping in Symphony of the Night. It's okay. It's nah, okay. Super Castlevania Four. Super Castlevania Four. Like, we got Metal Gear Solid. <sighs> The OG. Duh, the, the OG. What okay. a duh. And we have Dusk. Dusk? Dusk. All right. That, huh. that's, your that, that's where I... Podcast I, Dusk? That we play Dusk yeah. all together? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Great. All right, that, that's it. That's Tapping it. Out. All right. I mean, I, this is... We're, I guess let's go ahead and throw some games out there right now. Let's just get this. We'll go to the next part of it. Give me some games that have stuck with you for whatever reason. Well, the we'll game get that to I, the reasons. The, the game that I talk about, I want to tie it into the reason so I can go last. Or okay. I don't want to... Like, the game that I'm going to drop, there's intentional... Like, I need to... I need to... 
I need to throw down the reason with the game. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I, I'll go. I'm going to go now because I know Andrew and you guys are going to have to fight for who goes last. I'm not even going to deal with that. But uh, I mean, I have a few games that. The reason that I asked the friendly fire question with the way the way that I did with a game that you could play again for the first time is like when you think about it in that regard, those are the kind of games where like they teach you something or show you something new. Uh, and I had a ton of games that I could have picked for my friendly fire. Obviously, Final Fantasy XI for uh, a bunch of reasons. Uh, you know, obviously all the ones that I already stated, but some games that I have never stopped thinking about. I have never stopped thinking about Metal Gear Solid Three. I have never stopped thinking about that yes. game. Yes, I have never stopped. Nor has anyone. No, no, really, no one ever has. I mean, I guess maybe it, it can come and go. Uh, to that extent. Um, I don't want to say this again, but Metal Gear Solid 2. Metal Gear Solid 2. Say it again. I was too stupid to get how great Everyone Metal Gear was, Solid 2 was. Everybody was. I was too dumb to get Metal Gear Solid 2. Kojima is like the next evolution of You were like, humanity. you were like, we what is this it. other guy? <laughs> I, I, why is there another guy? Well, I don't want to. Uh, that's I, all you did. That's <laughs> all I did. I know that's what you did because yeah. that's what I did. I, just I was like, what is this other guy? I don't want this other guy. I just remember playing Metal Gear Solid 2 <laughs> and it was the first time that I had put my trust, I feel like, in another creator and going like, there's something going on here I don't get, and it made me just keep bowing down. <laughs> it made me keep going back yes. to it and thinking about it. And like after all these years, Metal Gear Solid Two just holds up as like what society can become, and all of this stuff. He's just way ahead. Shout out to Death Stranding about you know <laughs> isolation, to Andrew. isolation and, Andrew, and loneliness right before the pandemic. Andrew's nodding. Andrew's nodding big. Shout out to Death Stranding. Anyways, nodding big. Not all my picks are about Kojima, but I, I mean Metal Gear Solid gameplay doesn't hold up. Though, okay, guys. all right, it doesn't it's hold fine. up. It's fine. It doesn't. Have you I, played it recently? Metal Gear One. We need a rematch. It doesn't. The, we need no, a rematch. Everybody calm. Have you played it recently, Thomas? The essence, I'll fight you on that. The I'll essence fight you on of that. this episode is not about perfect. Let's throw down. It's not <laughs> about perfect games. It's about games that stuck with yeah, you. Yeah, so sorry, there could be games sorry. that have like shitty gameplay that you so, know. Andrew, yeah. many times you have talked about how the division is a shitty game, but that game yes. got your bones, dog. It did. It, it did. owned yeah, your yeah. bones. Wow. For great whatever, argument, John. For whatever yeah. reason, it doesn't have to be a perfect game. It just has to be a game stuck with you. Go ahead. I see you coming, Nathan. You want me to do my thing yeah, on dude. my game? Yeah. All right. So the first time I ever played Final Fantasy VII, okay. I played the game through, and and um, I said in my first playthrough, I was like, you know what? This is a game about the environment. Like, this is a game about climate change. There you like, go. that's what this game is right now. But then, like your buddy... John has a has a has a friend of the podcast who's played Final Fantasy VII once a year. Jordan, for Jordan yeah. yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jordan. Yeah, doing the thing. Jordan, I feel what you do, and here's why. Here's why. When I played Final Fantasy VII the second time, I was like, no, 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 no. This game is about capitalism. There you go. This mm. game is about a corporation getting a getting ahead of itself, <laughs> losing sight of itself. And when I played it the first time and I said this is about the climate, it yeah. was about the climate. There you go. And when I played it the second time and I said no, this is about capitalism, it was about capitalism. Then I played Final Fantasy 7 a third time and I said, "You know what? It's this is they're trying they're trying to do the best love story they can possibly tell." Ding, and ding, it ding. was a love story Dude. when I played it again. Then I played it a fourth 
lifetime. Yeah. And I was like, Final Fantasy VII, this is about the danger of cults there and go. getting obsessed <laughs> with yep. something that you follow <laughs> so blindly. <laughs> and it Talk was about cults. <laughs> it was. And every time I play this game and I'm like, this is what the game is about, it is about that thing. Yeah. And I and 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 you can do that with like 20 playthroughs of this game. Uh, yeah. And every time I go through that game, I'm so like, it's about this, and it is about that thing. You know, and so the remake of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Is it's it, it is about the gameplay. I mean, of course, that game was about the PS One. Sure. It was about like the re- kind of revolutionary way they made that. It was yeah. about all the mini games they had. But give me of all the ten subjects that you can tell a story about. Yeah. Give me that subject. Final Fantasy VII is in there yeah. and is all about that subject. First off, Square was the goat during that era. Yes. They were the goat they crushed it second off as the uh young generation these days said you understood the assignment yeah you crushed it right yeah there. yeah yeah. that was you you went hard in the paint yeah. very hard um we can talk more about that go are ahead. you guys gonna go deeper into your games yeah yeah okay that's the next part oh okay okay so the oh gosh <laughs> Dude, just to yeah, rattle off. Yeah, I was just trying four, to get dude, stuff okay, on the so table just to right here, off, but we're kind of so, like. So, so, my four quick ones. I already did PUBG. You so. did four too? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't know we were doing this. You know many. what? Do all four. I didn't know either. I just I'm going to do, so yeah. do. I didn't do four. I have, I have some weird picks. I have some very weird picks. I love weird picks. I'm going to Go. do Bioshock Infinite. Boom. Yep. Uh, I'm going to do Life is Strange. Ooh. Okay. Which is not a, not a great game, but has a fantastic ending. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to do Braid. And I'm gonna do Portal, and Dude, then that's it. That's it, man. <laughs> I am. Those I am solid choices. I am yeah. so stoked about the Braid pick. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. A that's a good Braid's pick. Braid's getting a uh, a remaster thing too. Are they really? Yeah, they're Why? like doing like a 10th anniversary. Does it thing. need one? Anyway, no, not a not a r- r- remaster. Just just like a little thing. They're doing a little thing. I don't know. Just, they're, they're doing a thing. Like doing a complete edition? I don't know. I don't Was know. Just keep going. Let's keep going. You piqued my curiosity. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're moving on to the next part now that we kind of like put all our cards out there. The next part is what resonated with you game with yeah. these games that kept you thinking about them. And the reason that I asked this question is because when I played the middle, well, I, my examples were Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. There were other games, obviously, that sure. have stuck with me after them. And what happens, I feel like, is when a game like that comes along. When you play a game that sticks with you, it is not so much the game. It really teaches you something about yourself as like like consuming art. It mm. teaches you something about yourself, about what you like. Yeah. And like it's it's really important to find new things. Like I know so many of us will listen to a lot of the same music over and over. Like, you find a piece of music that you love, you'll listen to it for, like, years and yeah. years. Oh, yeah. But isn't it a wonderful feeling to find a new piece of music that you know you're going to listen to for yeah. years? And it's the same thing with games. It's the same way with films. When you experience something that you love, like, you immediately can't, like, verbalize and explain why you love it. It just resonates with you. Yeah. And over time, as you chew on it, you learn what that game meant to you and what it did to you, and it helps you 
I'm not going to talk about Kojima and how he does this either, but what it does is it it helps narrow your search down for content in your life that's yep. meaningful, right? Super you true. You start to like you start to have a better compass and focus of what you want to find as a as a person to play, and so you don't waste your time doing crap. You're just finding better stuff, and like swings and misses happen. That's part of it. You can play a forty no, hour right. game. It so, could not be great. Self discovery is the like true the value of, of what of what we're doing when we discover video games that we really like that's exactly We're, right you're not dis- you are discovering a game that you like but more importantly you're discovering what you sure. are about and yeah. what you're into and, and you know and that's this can, awesome this can range from like the kind of music that you're into it can yeah. be art styles and yeah, that's anything, why like yeah. when we pick different games for different reasons like i've talked about this a bunch but like mega man x for me like you know, there's a lot of things, but it really taught me how much I appreciate a game that, as I've said before, doesn't waste your time. I like getting in. Yeah. I like fast gameplay. I also like uh, robots. You know, I guess I like robots and shit. I like the idea of uh, figuring out what it means to be human when you're not yeah. human. You know yeah. what I mean? I like ideas like this, and that game just kind of like has all these different elements. When you play Final Fantasy VII, like you said, you can you can find all these things in this game. Yeah. It just sticks with you because you can find all of the things that you love yeah. as a consumer in that title. But anyways... So, John, what's but what stuck with you about Metal Gear Solid 3? Metal Gear Solid 3... Or 2. <laughs> or 2. Either. So, with Metal Gear Solid 2, I the first time I played it, I, I knew a lot of stuff was going on, and I don't want to get it too much. I'm more curious into what you guys have to say about your games, but with... Metal Gear Solid 2, it was the first time I knew that I could love a video game and not understand it. Like, I yeah. will not, mm. I will not, like, I'm not the kind of person that's going to sit here and, like, not ask a question if I don't understand yeah. something. Like, I think that's dumb. Like, if I don't get something, I'm just going to do research on it to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to flex like I know something. And that game was so far ahead of my brain. And when I was 15 years old, I was like, oh, they break the fourth wall at one point yeah. in that mm-hmm. game. They mm-hmm. tell you, like, the mm-hmm. game is over and all this kind of stuff. And I just kept thinking thinking like I've never seen a game do this and I love this right now Mm. I love what's going on I love that this is so like the whole thing is crazy and then you go back and you just like I love elaborate storytelling like I love the the, it's it's elaborate the grandeur of it all you know (laughs) what I mean yeah knows how to be elaborate (laughs) and I and I know how uh 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 cheesy it can be I know how over the top his direction can be like I get all of those things, and it's not everybody's cup of tea. And I'm not telling you that it's my favorite way. It's like to yeah. it's like things, it's like, it's like theater. I appreciate it. It is. Yeah. It is. I appreciate it so much. Like I love that sometimes he'll uh, ask questions and not give you a direct answer. He'll yeah. like mm-hmm. let you come to those conclusions on your own. He, I, you know, with Metal Gear Solid Two, I love the balls of not being Snake. And yeah, making you yeah. play as Raiden, like making you come to that point, yeah. and kind of like they keep they keep Solid Snake in there a little bit. You know, they keep Snake in there a little bit as like Snake Pliskin, yep. helping you along. Again, it's all ridiculous. It's all ridiculous, but it's also so. Uh, it's just so in love with itself, and yep. I love that. Like, I don't mm. think he's egotistical in the way that like most people would think he is. I just think that he knows what he's about, and he mm-hmm. just loves making games. Yep. And yeah. like, I, I just, I'm all about that. In Metal Gear Solid Three, same thing, over the top, wonderful drama, incredible music, 
incredible music. Um, Shout out to Harry Gregson Williams, dude. Harry Gregson Williams <laughs> went on to do amazing, like amazing things. Debriefing is like the one of the greatest pieces of music ever written for a video yeah. game. Yeah, mm. and it Shout starts. Shout out Snake Eater soundtrack. Woo! And Snake Eater, what's up? Everybody <laughs> loves it. Go, yeah, no debriefing. Sorry. Thirteen minutes long. You go through the whole. You go through the whole thing. It's the whole ending of the game. It's like thirteen and a half minutes long. It is insane, but. Uh, you know, pulling the trigger on boss at the end, all of these things that you have to physically do to tell the story later on. It's this nice inclusion of uh, the player agency and cutscenes. That was also the bomb and just different boss battle types with like the sniper and the shit. I can't even think of his name right now. It was you had the fury. The uh, end. The end was that his name? The old guy. The uh, the end. I the think. end. Yeah, just had to was play. That right? Had to play it completely. Mm -hmm. different. Die Hardman. Ko Ko Die Hardman. <laughs> Die Hardman. <laughs> Hardman. Kojima playing with the save system. You could yeah. change the clock in the game to yep, make yeah. him just die yeah. of old age. Yeah. Like yeah. Just yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. killing it on yeah. every level. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Dude, like, that that is dope. That that reminds That's me cool. of that thing in uh, um, Anatomy where you had to like go out and like. Read stuff outside of the, In the, the text game. File. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like that's that's one of those things. That's one of those. That Where it's like playing the game is like incorporated into, into the, the yeah the Kitty, hardware. Kitty Pride. Kitty Kitty Horror Show. Kitty Horror Show. Kitty, Kitty, Pride, Pride, is Kitty Pride is an X Man. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I'm done talking now. Moving on. Who dude, wants to go dude, next? I wish I'm going to go. Go or ahead. One thing I just want to say about Kojima. Yeah, I know. I know y'all wouldn't like this, but I wish that the first. I wish he would. I know he won't, but I wish he would remake the first. three. I think they're going to without his really? permission, anyways. Yeah, dude. If they remade the first three, yeah. that would well, be. Well, they incredible. already remade the first one on the GameCube too, which is pretty cool. I mean, they kind of like what year? It. What year? Two thousand four, I think. They remastered it, the Twin yeah. Stakes. That's yeah, the I'm Twin not. Stakes edition. But he's talking about a full yeah. remake, and Konami's going to do like it. A, like a Resident Evil two remake. Yeah, know? Oh, that'd yeah. be incredible. Thomas, you All right, look ready. Go, Thomas. All right, you're so, so my prepared. Four games: Dark Souls, Super Castlevania Four, Metal Boom. Gear Solid, Boom. Dusk. Boom. Dark Souls. Yes. What stuck with me through that entire game was world design. Yes. And encounter design. I think they're very tied mm -hmm. um, because all of the enemies for every stage kind of like fit the stage, and as yeah. you that is true. Yeah. as you descend the world, everything gets like more and more disgusting. I love it. As you us in the world, everything gets like uh, more and more holy, but it's kind of like stunted because they really like screwed up yeah. along the way. Yeah. And all of the themes really play into that. Yeah, I love that. I just loved it. Yes. The second one, Super Castlevania 4. I'm just going to say the vibe. The music in that game. It's the vibe. The vibe. The, the, the music <laughs> in that game be for being vibe. on the Super Nintendo is like out of control. I will... Again, it's another thing. It's like you're playing Super Nintendo games. Did you ever think that game sticks with you? Because it's like the first time you play a Super Nintendo no. game, and you're like, "Damn!" The and and I and I play that game like every year. Yeah, like I good, I will, good for you. I will turn that soundtrack on just while I'm working and just get stuff done. Just yeah. go. Um, but that game is just great. It's got this uh, gentle progress to it, where like. You start the Ooh. game and you're doing the whip thing, Ooh. and then you learn that you can do like a 360 whip thing. Yeah. And then they introduce like uh, like hooks that you can like attach your whip to. Yeah. yeah. And then they introduce like uh, rotation with the uh, uh, mode seven. It's just awesome. It's got mm. this gentle buildup. Okay. Metal Gear Solid. I'm gonna go with cinematography and story. Talk to them. To this yep. day, 
I think that uh, most scenes in video games are super boring. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. The Witcher 3, for how good the story is, most of the cutscenes are just like a still camera on a character yeah. okay. and it like yeah, yeah, yeah. jumps back and forth. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And mm-hmm. in Metal Gear, like that never, like the mm. camera is moving constantly. Mm. It never sits still. Kojima's the bomb. Which of I the think camera. is awesome. And Dusk. I'm just gonna say I, I almost picked Quake, but I didn't want to, okay. because I'm picking Dust because Dust came out in 2017. Right. Quake came out in 1996. Yeah. And it, yeah. the two feel so similar. Yeah. And it plays so well that I think it uh it just uh it shows the solid foundation of uh, boomer shooters. I will. I'll tell you that, dude. A hundred percent. I was gonna say what what Dust gives you is a new appreciation for how great those games still can hold up. Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. Still came out. And yeah. as you go, it it also has that thing where it, like, builds on itself and it introduces, like, concepts very slowly. Yeah. Um, To where, in the end, you're just kind of just rolling. Yeah. It's great. Okay, who's next? You want to go? You want to talk about last? more about Final Fantasy VII? Sure. Whatever. Oh, Let me oh, tell yeah. you guys <laughs> some more stuff about Final Fantasy VII. Whatever, I mean, yeah. For the next... 45 minutes. I want to walk you through not only the backstory, but here's one extra thing I'll say. With that game, one thing that made my head spin, it was the first time I had ever seen the writing. Uh, there's there's something in like storytelling you can do called an unreliable narrator. Mm, it's where it. you're viewing a story through the eyes of a character, mm-hmm. and that character is not is telling you the wrong stuff, yeah. and they and they don't know it. So. There's a, there's some like great examples of this in film. There's some great examples of this in movies. Yeah. But halfway through, like partway through Final Fantasy VII, you realize you've been viewing this story and the backstory through Cloud's eyes, and it's all wrong. Mm-hmm. And his mind is just being effed with. Yeah, I love and that. And that portion, I would say, one of the reasons I started replaying that game was to yeah. like fully understand the story. A hundred percent. Like I, the, the the second playthrough for me was probably about like okay, okay, okay. I want to see like what's what's fake and what's real. That's when, right. when you look at the when you do the flashback scenes and yeah. when you see this and when you see that, blah blah blah. And um, that got me into the second playthrough, and that is probably for me what started the uh, what started the train of it's about the. Uh, it's about the environment. No, no, no. It's about yeah. uh, it's about it's a love story. No, no, no. It's about capitalism. No, yeah. no, no. Like that's what started that train. But the fact that they did that within um, the medium of gaming and they did it really well, and then you had to become another character. You had to sure. the character has to play. Yeah. The player has to play as that's Tifa so yeah. in order to like fix him and yeah. get him put back together so again. Great. And uh, that that whole that whole sequence is probably for me what started the avalanche, the little snowball rolling down the hill of me like playing. What a, what a shout out to avalanche right there mm. too. Do you see? What did a, you like what I did? What a, just crushed. Yeah, it. <laughs> killed it. Okay, so I'm gonna go All from right. let me go from small to large. So, uh, Braid, fantastic game. <laughs> Duh, dude. Braid like changed. I think the first time once you get into the, so some of those more complex time puzzles, it's like. Because they, they, it starts with the expectation of like a Mario game, yeah, yeah. and it just fucks with your yeah. expectation of a Mario game. But it's, yeah. but it's nice that it's like it starts with something you know, and then it veers off course into some shit that gets real wild. Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's a game that takes uh, kind of a prescribed language of how a game should work and changes it. And that was just 
fascinating to me, and it and it really like stuck with me for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Life is strange is not a great. It's not a great game. The story okay. kind of sucks. There's a, but <laughs> the end of the game, I will say the end of the game, you have to make a choice. It's actually similar to the choice that you, well, you don't get to make a choice at the end of Last of Us, but it's similar to the choice that is made at the end of Last of Us. Okay. Okay. Because you basically you basically pick between a person you you pick between the person that you've spent the whole game with. Okay. And you pick between saving this town. Yeah. Ooh. And so and so Ooh. When I first played the game, I chose the person selfishly because I was like, I don't give a shit about this town. I cared yeah. about the person. hundred percent. And then, and then I that's went online and for. I found out that's the bad ending. You're not supposed to pick the person. Ooh. And then I played it through. I didn't play it through again. I reloaded my save. hundred <laughs> percent. I yeah. save scummed it. Yeah. And I played the second ending. And they play this uh, this band called Foles that I used to like. They have a okay, great yeah, song yeah. that plays. As you're letting the character down into the um, into her grave because you saved the town, and it's yeah. just like ooh, it's so yes. good, it's yep. so emotional, and it's so good, and it stuck with me for a while. But here is the game I really want to talk about: Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> so, <Okay. laughs> Bioshock Infinite is on the so okay. So, the, so the game is very religious in nature, and it deals with baptisms, and it deals with the idea of like being born again in Christianity. Yes, and so. The thing that's so great about Bioshock Infinite is it's 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 like an egg, like yeah. on the on the outer, <laughs> yeah, like an egg, yeah, <laughs> like an, an egg. egg, yes, yeah. So on the on the outer layer, you would think, oh, this game is very anti-religion. It's uh, portraying Christian people as in a cult. Then you go in a little closer and you find out, oh, there's there's actually some Christians in the game that that are good people. And then you go in a little closer, and then you realize the end of the game is literally two different timelines of a guy who was saved and was not saved. Yeah. yeah. And it's fucking fascinating. And yeah. so and so basically the whole game, have you played it? Oh dude, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So so the 100%. whole game, guys, it's an 8-year-old game. I'm going to spoil it. I don't care. It's you should have played it by this point. <laughs> so Spoiler alert. the end of the game is basically you are fighting yourself because Comstock is you. And then at the end of the game, all these baptisms are happening, and it shows you kind of all these different possibilities. And, and yeah. what happens in the game is you are fighting yourself. You're you are fighting the unbaptized, unsaved version of yourself. Right. And it creates two timelines of existence. So it's like, so it doesn't. At the end of the day, the game doesn't like negate religion or Christianity. It, it actually reinforces it to say this person got saved, and it and it created two different timelines of their life. Yeah. And that shit, ooh, that shit, like, I've thought about that. I've thought yeah. about that game for so long. Yeah, it sticks and, um, with you. And you chew on it. Dude, and, and Thomas, to your point. Oh, oh, I see. Well, I see. All right. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. And, and Thomas, to your point, the gameplay sucks. The gameplay. Okay, yes, yes. Dude, it sucks. I know you don't like I know you don't like the gameplay. I think that's unfair. I don't think Bioshock Infinite. I've played a lot of games that played worse than Bioshock Infinite. It hasn't aged well. It hasn't aged well. It sucks. I think it's boring. It is. Fair it is. enough. It is worse than sucks. Well, okay. well, and I and Fair I enough. think at the time, in my opinion, I, I think in 2013 you didn't notice it, but it has not aged well, you know. And so, like at the time, it was just like Doom with some powers and whatever. And so, 
Um, but it, but it, it hasn't aged well. I'll, I'll agree with you on Didn't that. It have hasn't like aged. Did you a grappling well. hook in that game? Was that the first time I played a first person shooter uh, with a no, grappling hook? It wasn't hook? a grappling hook. It, it was, was like, like a, you could jump it was like at this thing that you could latch it like on. A, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. a railroad like hook. Okay. I was gonna say it might be the first yeah. time I ever played one of the hook? first person. Everybody yeah. has like a grappling hook now. I was trying to like think yeah. maybe that was like one of the first times that a first yep. person shooter. A grappling hook in first person and a glider in third Ooh, person. Oh, yeah, yeah, gotta have a okay. grappling hook. All right, yeah. so 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 we we've kind of talked about what brought us back, uh, and this is more of a question now. Just to end it up, this is my last question. I want to talk about like these games that have stuck with you. Like, along the way, I know I kind of already spoiled my whole point here, which is, like, they teach you more about yourself yeah. than the games do, actually, about the game themselves. But that being said, what are some of these games that have stuck with you? What do they have in common? Like, I know for me, a lot of the games that have stuck with me have, you know, you know, sometimes it's about great storytelling, right? Yeah. Maybe sometimes it's about a great moment, but a lot of the games that have stuck with me that have always got me really excited is I go, nudity. That, yes. Plenty, nudity. plenty of nudity. Full frontal male yeah, nudity. Yeah, I, yeah of course. Every yeah. time. Yeah. The dongs, they just go of for course. years. Yeah, I can't yeah. stop thinking about it. And uh, besides dongs, <laughs> uh, games that have shown me something that video games can do that are new. Like something that a game, when a game shows me something that I've never seen before, that always sticks with me. And so when I think about all these games that I've played in the past, uh, Final Fantasy XI, the first time a multiplayer game felt like a single player game. Or Mega Man X, when I felt like all the aesthetic quality of, the, of a game really came together and made me love like physically playing it. Like yeah. That was the first time I loved gameplay. You know what I mean? Or it is something like Kojima going outside of the box and making you uh, do all types of things. Messing with the timeline in your PlayStation 2 or even like in Metal Gear Solid 1 looking on the back of the case for the code to beat Psycho Manus. Stuff like that. Every time I play a game, I always chew and think about games yep. that make me think about something in a different way. And I've played a bunch of them and like the last game that I played that made me think, and I don't even know if it was intentional, it was Will of the, Ori Will of the Wisps. Hmm. And at the end of that game, uh, something happens to the main character. How can I say this without spoiling it? Something happens to the main character, and everybody was on the internet was like, I don't like that that happened to the main character, because if that happened to the main character, then, then that means that this happened to all of his friends and stuff. And then, like, everybody started talking about, hmm. it's like, well, that's what real life is. Hmm. You don't have to see all of the moments that they've already had together or have had or will have together or any of that. That stuff happens off screen. And that's just yeah. tough, tough buckets, big dog. Hmm. That shit is already, you know, it's not up to you and it's not. Anyways, so I you've said, on that. so you've said music and you've also Ooh, yeah. said, um, love it. Yeah, you said music, and then you've also said games that uh, did something new. That's right. So I'll add to that. Um, I don't know what else. I want to use the word complicated. Ooh. But the but the what I'm trying to say is a game that makes that is still in my head when I unplug it and walk away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, and that means it's got stuff that I need to figure out. Chew and on. Like like I've got stuff that I need Layer, to chew on. Maybe not. Chew on this later. But anyway, yeah. what you have to do is... <laughs> and you can do that uh, different ways. Final Fantasy VII did it through the story, but you sure. can also do it through the gameplay. That's right. If, the, if, if there's a boss that is challenging or if there's a puzzle that is challenging, 
those are also things that I'll walk away and chew on. Yeah. So you have to give me something that I need to um I need to walk away and think about. Okay. There's some authors out there. Um, there's some authors out there that like I can only read like one chapter at a time of them because that, I need to walk. I need to put. I need to read the chapter and like go digest it, chew on it, and and chew on it, and chew like the, it. the chewing. In the case chewing, you guys weren't aware, the name of the episode chew, is chew, chew on, on this. this. <laughs> chew, I love it. It's really coming full circle for me right now. The chewing is. Is the is the, the is the part. journey? Yeah. The chewing is the journey, not the not the swallowing. Yeah. Is the destination, um, the like so you know that's it. And so I need something. I need something that gives me a reason that that it's still in my brain when I when I walk away. Makes total sense. That's perfect. Yeah. What you got, T Bone? All right. So I was thinking about it, and I'm going to bring back a phrase that I uttered the last time. I know exactly what you're about. Yes. Moment to moment thoughtfulness. I'm going to get oh that. That's going to be written God. on you literally right Thomas's, on my tombstone. Right next to, right next to uh, Symphony of the Night also had a Sega Saturn release. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm going to get that tattooed on my Saturn chest. Moment of, no. So, so what I mean in in, in this context is that. All of the games that I, I chose have a lot of uh, thoughtfulness placed in them. That's right. And they know what they are, and they intentionally like put you in positions to hammer that home. Yeah. Like, Dark Souls does that over and over and over again. Metal Gear Solid does that. Super Castlevania Four and Dusk, Dusk does that, yeah. too. Yeah. They all know what they are, and they're like slowly building on it. And I... I came up with this like analogy just as I was typing out these answers, but a, a lot of these games, it's like you're learning and you're mm-hmm. climbing a mountain and then you get to the peak, but then like the end game is like, you're just like skiing yeah. down it yeah. Yeah. and you're just I like ready to just, hmm. just tackle everything. I love hmm. that feeling. And like, you're not getting stopped and questioned yep. and stuff, you're right, you're just right, yeah. right. rolling through everything, and that doesn't mean that you're not gonna stop and have a challenge. Like sure, in Metal Gear, when you fight uh, Metal Gear Rex, like you're probably gonna die a couple times, right? But, like you're able to use all of the things that you've learned, yeah, and uh, use them like cohesively. I love, yeah. That. I mean, speaking of going down a mountain, Final Fantasy VII has an amazing <laughs> snowboard section. Oh my god! <laughs> but what anyway, a snowboard mini game. What a mini game. I'll do mine. It's just, uh, I think it's time. Like, I really liked. Um, what was the Christopher Nolan magician movie? The Prestige. The, the Prestige. Prestige. Yeah. I just love games that f with time because, like, we can't f with time in sure. real life. And so um, I just noticed that like Braid, Bioshock, and Life is Strange all heavily F with like yeah. different timelines. Dude, and, I like, love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think that's something that, that I that's love. That's a great one. Speaking of effing with time, Final Fantasy VII does this thing where it gives you a <laughs> false timeline it's that crazy. you have to uh, you have to uh, come to terms with. If I could rename Final Fantasy VII, I would call it Final Fantasy VII colon the total package. <laughs> it's, it's got, it just does it all. It's great for everybody. Maybe that'll be one of their side, oh, side stories. Episode three will be called the total package. Time splitters. Oh yeah. That sounds, that's a great name. Time Final Fantasy Seven colon. Well, guys, that is uh, that is the December episode. Uh, thanks for hanging out. I'm going to throw it now to um, Nate Dog over here and see what is in store for us for January. The new for year. what? The new year. I'm sub- 
Are you? Are you not? Are you talking to? Am I not? Talking I'm supposed to, me? to have ideas ready. Or I think you have a oh, lot of ideas God. ready. You're oh being crap! Oh jeez. Um, I do have ideas ready. There you go. Yeah. Um, he's wearing a Santa hat by the way right now. <laughs> he is. He is completely in control um, of the situation. So let's talk about January. Let's talk about how we're going to come into the new year. I'm excited for 2022. Me too. Are you? You're excited, I'm Andrew. Are you excited for 2022? Dude, I'm so excited. <laughs> T-Bone. I've never been more excited <laughs> for a year. About a year I've never ever. been more excited for a year to end. Yeah. Um, Bye. Here's how we're going to open. Two episodes coming to you in January. Okay. I hope they're both bangers. They're going to be bangers. Episode number one is going to be entitled New Year, New You. Ooh. <laughs> love it. Oh boy. That's how it. we're going to ring in this new year. <laughs> the premise is this. All four of us, our old format, we used to take a video game and we would play it and review it. This is true. In New Year, New You, each of us is going to pick a game that we would normally absolutely hate. Oh, God. I already did that with Persona 5. It's okay. It's too bad. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, but yeah. Persona 5 is like 100 hours. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to we're gonna take a game that, we're, that we would normally hate, okay. and we are going to try it. I'm not going to tell you what to try. Okay. okay. I'm going to trust you. Okay. So, I, like, for example, Andrew. If Andrew could play a medieval mm-hmm. anime yeah. turn-based game, yeah. oh, that boy, is what... Uh, that is... <laughs> That is the game he should try. That's right. Um, mm-hmm. So just look into your inner soul. Come prepared to talk. And I don't want to know beforehand. I want to be surprised. Okay. Come prepared to talk about a game. And you can literally, you can do it for 10 minutes and say, I hated it so much I had to turn it off. Like that can be your new, new I can year, play new a game year. for so, 10 minutes and hate it and so talk about it for at an new hour. Year, new you, yeah. At New Year, New you, you, we've been playing it. And we're you coming to least, announce. You have at least, yeah, yeah so, you have at least tried it. Uh, Your assignment like has been review. given now. Uh, okay, you'll be doing so a mini review. Okay. So to speak, yes, exactly. Okay. The friendly fire of that episode. Ooh, already. Earlier, uh, uh, a couple months ago, we did a episode called Pitch Perfect, oh, where we pitched video games. Nice. Yes, sir, I remember this. The friendly fire. Uh, the friendly fire of that episode is going to be checking in with each other on those games. Ooh, got, got, got. Buddy, That's do good. I have a check in for you? Yeah, you've got a check in. Yeah, we checked in. Oh, we checked in. Yeah, um, I know Dunst, you checked Dunstan in. Dunstan yeah, checks I checked in, in. hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll be that New Year, monkey? New Year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then uh, okay, next episode. You second episode for twenty twenty two. Let me let me Ooh, let me uh, let me check you guys into the second episode of twenty twenty two. First of all, it'll be our second episode of the year. Woo. It'll be the year 2022. Okay, a lot going on right here. Okay. A lot of twos. We're going to shoot of twos. it, or we're going to record it on I, a I, 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 uh Earlier, I hosted an episode called the Video Game Super Quiz. Super yes, I remember <gasps> this. Uh-huh. You did do that. It's a good one. We're going to do the Video Super Quiz 2. Yes! <laughs> I love these, dude. They take you so much time. The I video, so The Video it. Super Quiz 2. It's yeah. called The Sequel. And That's every great. question is going to have to do with video game sequels. I love it, dude. Nathan, I feel like you're just taking two legitimately separate episodes you could do in separate months of combining them. Yeah, that's month. right. Nah, it's fine. Let's, <laughs> I want to come out. I want to come no, out. I want to come we, out. We, we, gotta, we, we have to put out the content. Yeah, we got to put out. We the do have to put, we out. put out that content. And we put um, out that content. so you might get a Street Fighter Two question. Woo. You might get a Super Mario Brothers Two question or a Doki Doki Panic oh, question. God. You might get uh, any sequel, so it's going to be ho- like uh, you might get a Metal Gear Solid 2 question.
question as we talked about today, but every question is going to be about sequels, and many of the questions will have two answers. Oh, mm. yes. Too fast. Too quizziest? No. I love it. Are you doing? I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of lame. I'm sorry. The, no, no. the super quiz drift. Yeah. <laughs> Tokyo quiz. Tokyo quiz. <laughs> oh, God. Dude, that, too whoever fast, that person too is That's has good. the greatest job of all, all time. time. The person that gets named the Tokyo, or not the Tokyo drift, the Fast and Furious movies. Shout too. out to that series. God. That guy is living um, the dream. But uh, those are the two episodes we're going to do. So start thinking about a game that you would hate. Okay. Um, we can also reach out to each other. If you want to text a buddy and say, what game would I hate? And the buddy can pick for you. Oh, you yeah. know, you can do that. But anyway, um, and you don't, have to, you don't have to beat it. You don't yeah. have to complete it. You don't have to beat all of it. You That's have to right. say, what would I hate as a gamer? I'm going to try it. And maybe one of us maybe will be slightly won over. We'll see. Okay. All right, great. Well, thank you guys for uh, tuning in with us again in December, uh, and we will see you guys back in January. Bye. Bye. Bye.